What's up? What's up? What's up? Everybody, welcome to Lit Shooters Pod, episode two. Um, I'm your host, Greg Castell. Thank you for tuning in. Um, man, so this episode, uh, we are joined by my good friend uh, from college, Bram Vandermark. Um, I hit him up. I said, hey, I'm starting a podcast. And he said, I am down. Let's do it. And so he joined me, shared his story. Uh, Brahm is a, oh gosh, he's an overall creative. He does so many things. But right now, he is DPing, directing um, amazing content, video content for Vivo. And uh, we kind of just talk about his story of how he got there and how he's loving New York City. So if you are a uh, fellow storyteller, fellow um, camera dude, camera woman, and you um, want to hear an inspiring story, check out this episode. Um, this dude is <laughs> has a crazy portfolio, and I'm not trying to drop a bunch of names and stuff, but you know, he's uh, he's worked with people like Lupe Fiasco and Madison Beer and LMA and Billy Eilish and just tons of like crazy talented people. And you know, we talk about that for a second, but <laughs> overall, this is a fun a fun episode. I just love talking to people that I kind of already know. This this podcast has been like nerve wreck for somebody to like to just start and i am just so happy that i got to start with a few of my friends and just get comfortable behind the mic um so man i'm gonna stop talking now and i hope you enjoy this episode uh once again thanks for tuning in follow me at lit shooters podcast no sorry that's not the handle it's just at lit shooters uh you can tell i'm new to this (laughs) anyways thanks again enjoy the episode So, um, welcome to Lit Shooters, everybody. Uh, I am joined today by an old friend, <laughs> um, director, DP, motion, and still uh, human, kale lover, <laughs> um, a son, <laughs> a brother. He runs, he's great looking. He loves coffee, uh, and an old roommate of yeah. mine for just a little bit, um, my buddy Brom Vandermark. What's good, man? Greg, great to see you, and <laughs> thank you for for uh, such a lovely, flattering introduction. Um, me, man. Kale lover, still true. Coffee lover, still true. Okay, Absolutely. you still you still eat kale. I'm on the kale kick, by the way. I, I, Are you? We, Abby and I have been ordering kale anytime we, we're not ordering, but getting kale anytime we go to Aldi. And like, <laughs> I'm not going to put okay, you on blast. You but I, I, I remember how healthy you were that summer when we lived together <laughs> because of all the kale. <laughs> and it's, I'm seeing it happen. To oh, me. that's so funny. <laughs> there you go. Welcome. Dude, I actually went, uh, I, w- I wouldn't call myself a vegan at this point because i do eat like cheese sometimes my, mm-hmm. my metric is like 95 percent. but I, I went vegan in july which was just another like big jump you know but yeah it's been fun we've all been super healthy um but okay let's um man I, we got lots of people know who you are what you do so um you are a Cre- I'm not gonna. I don't. Wanna, I'm not gonna box you in, Brom. You are a creative, right? So you're a creative in New York City, right? <laughs> hmm. Um, but let's right. 
go all the way back though. Like, right. Were you always a creative one? And two, um, like if you weren't, when did you begin like any sort of arts, like any, any type of arts in your life? When did you begin that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I always have interesting thoughts about terming myself a creative and, yeah. and I, I wouldn't do that for a long time because I, I didn't think I kind of fit the, the mold, but, um, you know, my childhood growing up, I, I have a, uh, an artist as a father. So a studio artist. Um, so I grew up, you know, surrounded by paint and oil pastel and canvases wow. and these things. I did not know that. So, really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I so think I've dad, met your dad too. I didn't know that. I think you have. Yeah. 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 So he, so he, you know, was from the Netherlands and uh, moved to the U S so, so that he could go to graduate school for fine art. So that's, that's like what brought him oh. to the U S and, uh, and then he, taught graphic design and so when i was born he was starting a graphic design company but was still doing studio art and and so yeah i mean he he really influenced me in that way i realize now looking back um and really like kind of informed my my interest in the arts and understanding composition and like i remember as a kid learning um, like three point perspective and on drawing, you know, things like that. Just uh -huh. looking back, I realized, oh, that definitely like, you know, helped develop my eye and my, my instinctual kind of, you know, idea of composition and things like that. But, you know, I didn't really lean into that for a, for a long time. I wound up getting into music in high school more so than, than like, visual arts um gotcha. although i did make some some quote-unquote war movies with some of my buddies in high school with fireworks <laughs> and like a vhs camera um so that was oh, really that's the cool. beginning of my of my filmmaking career hey that's the roots man um, okay that's VHS the VHS camera that's 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 an important part of the chapter <laughs> uh but yeah so so then moving into college um my sophomore year I bought a film camera and uh, and just kind of started messing around. You know, this was well. Greg and I went to went to school together. Yeah. And and do you remember what it was? What film camera it was? You know, it was kind of like a the pre. Yeah, I still have it. It's a Canon Rebel Two Thousand. Um, ah, okay. It's like a it's like entry level. I probably brought it with me to England. Yeah. Um, but it was a good, it was a good one to get started on. And I, mean, I didn't know anything about film or anything. And so, yeah, I feel like we were kind of pre the big creative wave. Like Instagram was getting big, but it wasn't Whoa. really big yet. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really that cool yet to be like a creative per se. Listen, 20, what, what, 2013, back, you know? 2014. Well, yeah. I say 2014, 2014, 2015 was like a, like a, I mean, yes, Instagram was, was around, but that was like when things started shifting. 
I felt it. Like I was like, yeah. it was like a, a college generation of like, and the high school generation. I mean, I wasn't in there, but like our generation was definitely doing new things that people weren't doing on social media, AKA like, like getting together yeah. with strangers that you've met on it right. and just like right. making stuff. Absolutely. It was probably yeah. irresponsible, Instantly. but it was like, fun. we, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It's cool to realize like what what part of that story we were in you know yeah um but yeah then after uh sophomore year this is when greg and i actually lived together we did an internship in, in england and worked for a youth organization and that was kind of the first the first uh real taste of quote-unquote video work yeah and sort of you know wet my appetite and gave me a little Simpson, I learned Premiere a little bit, you know, we were kind of dabbling and stuff, shooting on DSLRs, and then that was kind of the beginning of, of my interest in I look back stuff. at that summer so many times thinking like, man, I, I just I just didn't know at that time that I was learning as much as I was learning. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I did know that, you know, this is like, man, so much fun. I'm having the best summer of my life. But I look back and I'm like, I learned a ton, like not about myself, about um other people about other countries but creatively like i was like man um there was this you know for the people who are listening the, the two three people who are listening uh there was this guy <laughs> jared who like taught he was kind of like our, he was like our mentor in a sense like uh creatively and if it wasn't for him i probably wouldn't know how to use premiere um and 100 percent me I mean, too. I, I taught myself other stuff back when I was younger, like Windows Movie Maker and whatnot. But like, yeah, he taught me to instant out premiere, like the basics. And yeah, man, that summer kind of like, like you said, kind of like was one of the, um, yeah, it was just one of the most like, it was like a, a boot camp in, in, in some ways of just like life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So okay. It's uh, true. We're we're in 2015, which is about to be six years away now. Summer of 2015, which is crazy to think. Wow. Um, and then that's, <laughs> that's six years, bro. <laughs> Time is flying. So you um, Dude, we're getting old, man. Let's forget. Let's not just go, jump straight to like college graduation. Like yeah, because you did some things like in your in your last few years of college. Yeah. That, um. Really, I think helped you be who you are today or helped you like get to the place you are today like some relationships and some some gigs you probably pulled that weren't specifically what you're doing now but gave yeah. you some more experience yeah definitely i i'll try to top line them all i mean you know number one thing i mean the the first thing really was shooting weddings and and as much of a cliche as that kind of can be, you know, a lot of people that wind up, whether it's in the film world or the photography world or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like sort of the rite of passage. I mean, it gives you an opportunity to develop your eye, get some experience shooting subjects and, Mm -hmm. and you make money, you know? So that was definitely a, a part of it, you know, like started shooting engagements and then shot a few weddings before graduation. And then the second thing was this company called Flock. And uh, oh my gosh, 
You remember that? I did. I uh, think I. I think I tried to like do a few. Um, did you ever try it? Like, I did one. Um, got paid for it. I thought it was like the coolest thing to get paid, and I never got lucky again. Or either I never got lucky. Or I never like really like pursued it again. But I remember you were like that was your okay. job for you at one point. Like you were like yeah, I did a lot every, of <laughs> yeah. every week. I think you. I think I was a model in one of yeah. your. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the McAllister one. So yeah, a little yeah. context for what this thing is. So kind of stumbled across this company. I think they <laughs> sent me an email like from my Instagram or something. And I was like, is this spam? You know, you always wonder, is this like, how did, what is this? So basically got connected with this company that was like a semi digital agency. I mean, they had a great idea, but they were kind of ripping people, ripping off the artists. Um, Mm-hmm. But basically they would work, get a, get a high level client, let's say McAllister's deli or McDonald's or, you know, Chipotle mm-hmm. and essentially go directly to a fleet of photographers that they had scattered throughout the country, send them a brief you as a photographer are, are responsible to get the talent, find the location, buy all the stuff you need set dress the shoot they give you a small budget small budget yeah very small but at the time you know it's like oh sick i get to work with chipotle and like or like absolute vodka like wind up doing all those alcohol ones yeah i'm 21 Um, i'm 20 like this is like this is lit like i'm yeah or something and that was really really important actually to the journey just developing like a body of work. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, working with more and Giles. So, so well, hold on real company. quick. Yeah, with, yeah. with photo stock, or I, I guess we could, I can, yeah, like I can bleep this out. Like whatever, it's fine. Uh-huh, with uh-huh. that company, were we able to like, did we have the rights to the work? You know, I don't actually really know. I, okay. I think the way it worked was you could use it for your portfolio. Mm-hmm. and you could share it um okay or it may have been photos that the client didn't wind up choosing i don't i don't actually remember okay i don't remember i just yeah i i was like wondering because you said like it was a portfolio builder one and two mm-hmm. i just wanted to say i had a random person that i don't think knows me well or knows me at all um or at least i don't know them but i had somebody like two three years ago um send me a message on Facebook Messenger, which I don't really use Facebook much anymore. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if you do, but, uh, and it was like a picture of me and like Joanna Dixon and like five other yeah. people from the McAllister shoot in that background. Yeah. And I was like, this is such a pretty picture. <laughs> you got all these autumn leaves and I'm like, this is so great. And I was Dude, like, it was I, beautiful. I, but I couldn't remember what it was from. I was just like, That's so funny. I was like, where'd you get this picture of me? And she said, I, I saw it on this website. Really, and I I I, <laughs> I was just so like, funny. Oh, that's so weird. That was like, and this was like three years ago. So <laughs> I was so confused. That's but hilarious. I eventually remembered what it was from, and I, I don't know if I should share that with you or not. But it was so funny to me. That is so funny. Okay, dude, I, so, I've had I've had somebody in oh, Texas ahead. like went to a McAllister's. This wasn't even that long ago, and they said, <laughs> "Oh, your pictures of like Greg and everybody are in, in here." <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, no way. That's crazy. <laughs> like some McAllister is in Texas, you know. <laughs> yeah, who knows where all those photos wound up. But hey. Thank you for your thank you for your uh, services, Greg. For of your course. Face. I had no I had all the time in my hand in college. Don't worry. So <laughs> all right. So you said uh something about a company called Moral Gile, More and Giles. Yes. Yeah. So so for for the listeners, uh this is a, a leather company, sort of a specialty leather company based out of Lynchburg where where we went to school and sort of like the at least in my mind at the time like the coolest company in Lynchburg you know they were like I agree the the biggest company that was doing like significant work and dabbling in places like New York and LA and things like Mm -hmm. that and and uh so and they were led by the marketing team was led by a guy named Daryl Calfee who I just kind of tracked down like had his wife as a professor you know joe and um Mm. thought she was amazing and like she shared something that she said her husband made one day and it was like a video about this leather process and i thought this is cool and then wound up like tracking them down on facebook i see this guy and i think to myself he looks like a legend i want to be around him so i just emailed him and went and met him at his office at more giles and just developed a relationship with him and Adam, you know, those guys there and um, wound up scoring like an internship with their team, which was just, you know, it's a small team, but. And this is your last year of, of school, your last, last year summer. of school. Or and right. that, was it a summer or was it a. It was a spring. Yeah, it was, it was the spring semester of senior year. So Got you. Okay. very last thing. And I really didn't have much of a plan about oh, man. what I was going to do. So you scary. Know, just, yeah, you're like, ah, especially with creative stuff, there's just, it's like not one clear path. And it's kind of a different formula than mm-hmm. somebody graduating and just going to track down a job. And, you know, there's just a lot of unknown. So yeah. thankfully, they wound up connecting me with Patron, which was my next chapter of work. Um, and so from that, you know, I had a had a new opportunity after that um so and Darryl, with, with more on giles you're you were mm-hmm. doing camera work like you were doing photos uh videos as well mostly just photos and it was mostly like detail work on a le- a piece of leather something like that you know shooting mm-hmm. a shooting a section of a bag or things like that but for um, what though like their commerce like for their site and whatnot or yeah for, like, e-commerce social media? Okay. Maybe maybe a little spot in one of their magazines that they would put out. Oh, okay. You know, things okay. like that. Um, gotcha. Nothing crazy, you know. It was very pretty pretty baseline stuff, and mm. yeah. But that's what. And I did. then things level things leveled up for you in in uh, at Patron because you weren't doing photos anymore. You, I mean, you were, but you were doing some pretty sick videos as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Patron, you know, got into this like event capture. Yeah. Weird niche role for them and kind of just became their guy and traveled like all over the place, these different cities. I just roll up at these like Patron parties and they're like, bro, what's up, man? Like, back. <laughs> and, and, uh, I like barely ever drank anything. <laughs> it's just like, what a waste. I was just like went in and, 
did did my thing and I didn't like know anybody and then I would just go back to my hotel room. And, and was it just you or was um, it like you and a, a, a team of like two or three people? Most of the time it was just me. On a rare occasion, I, I, I like brought in another person to kind of help shoot because wow. I was doing photos and videos for a lot of the time. So like I'd carry around, you know, I'm like strapped up, multiple cameras, shoot stills, mm-hmm. video oh cameras, gosh. shoot video, yeah. edit all the next day. <laughs> and I mean, I was making like great money, but you know, I just had this feeling like I, I, I don't really know where I'm headed with all this, but right, there's got to be more. And that That's kind crazy. of motivated, you know, some of the next decisions that were made. But I'm super thankful for that time and. Mm-hmm. The, the opportunities that Patron gave, you know. Were you um, shooting with Patron and like, first off, like, um, where were you living at the time? Were you still just like, just traveling with them and like, all right, I'm gonna go back home or were you like yeah. still in Virginia? Or Yeah, I was actually living at home in St. Louis with my parents. Wow, okay. So I moved back home after college, which was, I was never humbling that guy you know yeah Yeah. absolutely it was like uh i guess Mm -hmm. i should do this (laughs) and this is super weird chapter um Mm -hmm. growing but you know i felt very stuck in a lot of ways even though i was having the success of these these jobs i just knew being in st louis and and being at home like those weren't you know, the long-term solutions. Yeah. So had this like hunger for kind of more challenge. And you always had New York city in mind, didn't you? <laughs> it, it came into my mind eventually. I, I, for, I really used to want to go to Portland. I still love Portland. Wow. Okay. Um, and dude, I, I just was so intimidated by New York. You know, you're like, uh-huh. I can't move there. Um, <laughs> But I did always love it. I loved visiting the city and the energy. And um, so eventually, this was like November of 2017. Mm. And uh, moved not long after that. And then everything changed. <laughs> okay, so I don't, I think I know the story of why you, how you landed in New York, basically. Okay. Right? Um, but just kind of like break down that first just quickly trying to break down that first year in New York city, how you got there, yeah. what you were doing. Uh, and if you felt, uh, that you were, you know, comfortable, uh, yeah, or settled in that first year. Absolutely. So the initial jump, I, I had a, a Patron gig in December in New York city and I'd been to New York maybe three times before that. And I was really excited. This this one actually was able to bring somebody in. I brought Levi in. Good so uh, one of my best friends. Wait, I need to get him on this show too. Oh, you should. Yeah. Um, and so booked a trip for like two weeks. So I just was like, I'm just going to make it a thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, went to go shoot this party that was like Patron and Def Jam. Oh, and gosh, that was... That was when I got to shoot like Jada Kiss and, and yeah. uh, Two Chains and those guys. Where was and it in New York? What like what borough? Gosh, I, I think it was. I'd say it was like in Fidei or something. It was some. I mean, it was a big <laughs> building. 
Okay. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I was, it was so mysterious to me at the time. I had no context where we were. I remember driving over the Brooklyn bridge, but, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you were so, new to the city. So you were just kind of like there on vacation, like not vacation, but you were there for two weeks. Yeah, I was on a trip. Yeah. Okay. And just wanted to check it out. Soak it in. I'm hitting anybody up that I know, which was like three people, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm in New York. Let's get a coffee whatever, how we all do. And meet up with this one guy that I had met once before his name was taylor mm. and he was a model and yeah i was like oh this guy's cool like we we kind of know each other he's down to hang let's get a coffee and so we're talking about new york city and like he, he's i mean he's an inspiring guy and he was getting me a little fired up <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just drops this bomb and he's like hey man you want to move here in two weeks i'm about to leave for south africa for like four months you can take my room and he, he was like it's like 500 bucks a month i was like what so crazy what? i would have never thought you could you could live that cheap brooklyn and it's getting it's cheap again now but uh yeah it was in butchwick and i mean oh my god tiny apartment like guys were sharing rooms you know it was it was a mess but yeah but uh that's what i wound up doing so like i i just took that and ran and and just dove on top of that opportunity and came back with a suitcase in two weeks and <laughs> never looked back i mean uh that was the start and so i mean the beginning i, I like went i had one little interview lined up with this production company to be like the personal assistant of, of an executive producer and i went and met with this guy this is like three days after i got here this guy who's and, an executive producer. Yeah. Okay. And uh, man, I just remember feeling after that conversation, it was in, it was on like 29th street or something. And I was walking through mm. Midtown. It was freezing cold. You know, it was January. And I just had this sense of like, man, what, like, what the hell did I just move here for? Do? You know, yeah. this is crazy. I'm, I'm insane. Like, I don't know anything about film i didn't even know i wanted to do film yet and i'm looking around at these buildings and i'm like man i'm not gonna make it here this is crazy um like i was really super humbled by that conversation i realized like there was so much i didn't know <laughs> and you know i had so far to grow so that was like the very beginning but i mean to try to speed you know speed up the whole year basically wound up getting some opportunities to start being a production assistant on on some different shoots and first set i was on was for like l'oreal and i was holding the door oh, at, a, at a, laun a laundromat in uh <laughs> chelsea and i was obsessed like i i just the feeling of a production of a, of a shoot yeah. of that scale i, I Man, it, it it was electrifying to me. And, no, it and, gets you right. Even uh, you can literally just be yeah, OPA. You can just literally be like, I, I'll pick up the snacks or I'll I'll hold the door. But exactly. you're watching. You're watching. You're like, in it. Something be made. You're watching. Yeah. Like, oh, there's there's like that extra. There's these models. The the guy who's directing or the girl who's directing is always a super like badass, and it's mm -hmm. always like telling. It's like you're watching something that you're going to probably end up seeing on TV get created. And you're like, this is how Absolutely. it all works. And I, I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know that you're, you're saying that like, you know, you were the door holder, but you like got 
<laughs> you got bit by the bug, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That was yeah. that was it. Like I was dead, uh, dead meat from then on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I. That was exactly the process, you know. Just like, and it's exciting. You're you're new somewhere. You're like building connections. You're building momentum. You're figuring out the city. You're figuring it out this world of production that's mm-hmm. it's like totally foreign. It has its own language, you know, all these things, it's etiquette. Were your roommates also in that, in that? Okay. No. Yeah. No, roommates were not. So I kind of just started and they were kind of like, what are you doing here, dude? Like, do you have a job? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, are you going to work? <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, so like started this process, I, I wound up getting like a couple tiny little like dp gigs and that was exciting and it was at that time that i realized i wanted to do film not photo specifically Mm. like that was kind of the the big decision that i just felt more compelled towards film yeah in general and and initially it was like i want to be a dp i I didn't have i didn't really know much about directing wasn't really too interested in it but wound up getting uh meeting up with Micah Bickham, who's the executive producer at Vivo. And um, very early on, like somebody just kind of linked me to him and we got a coffee and I was like, That's awesome. Shaking. Like I was terrified to talk yeah. to this guy, but he's, I mean, man, he's like the most genuine and, and uh, you know, kind person. And so what's his position at Vivo? He's the, Sometimes I get confused with our corporate titles, but it basically right, right. is the executive producer of original content. Oh, um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would be shaking too. So yeah. he's, so he's, yeah, he's a corporate head. He's, um, for Vivo original. The top dog for, yeah, for yeah, yeah, original gotcha. content. Yeah. I mean, he's just underneath our VP of, of original content. So, okay. And you know, I'm like, I check out his Instagram before we meet and it's like Billy Eilish. Never do that. Like, you know, <laughs> all these different people. And, and, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this guy is like the real deal. Like yeah. I'm in New York city. I'm meeting with this guy. I don't have any reason to be here, <laughs> but, but he, you know, saw like, I realize now looking back that there's these people that just chose to like invest over the, years and even before i saw the potential you know so then i wound up getting a pa job with vivo and then that first day on set micah came up to me and he was like hey man you want to op our b camera tomorrow and i was like yeah that's awesome <laughs> so and he knew that you could kind of how it switched well i thought i could i was terrified i mean yeah. it was a you know, it was like a, a an Ari, a Mira. I didn't even know how to turn the camera on. I didn't know where the record button was. Oh, I had man. to put on an easy rig and I didn't even, I didn't know what that was like. You know, it's like all these things. There were ACs there. I didn't know what an AC was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I put the, do I pick the camera up? Like, do they hand uh-huh. it to me? How much does this thing weigh? Like, uh-huh. no. How do I change? Do I change settings? Do they? And, uh, yeah, it was crazy, but all normal questions, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. We, well, we would all ask. Um, but you know, it's just one of those moments where you, you knowing yourself, like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be an important, important step. Yeah. And And it was for people listening and you're still, you're with Vivo today. Yes. And it's been, that's three years, 2018. Yeah. 
three year coming up on three years from when I first wow. went on to a set and then I started working there full time uh November of twenty eighteen. So just over two well, years now. Okay. And of course, you know, a lot's changed and they've been so helpful in just kind of growing me up into yeah. the industry and with them uh last november which was which was a huge gift and a huge step um yeah it's crazy well, congratulations on that man um so quick question about like shoots uh mm -hmm. like you you kind of touched on it a little bit about like acs and whatnot but like for people who you know typically do things on their own who mm -hmm. like they shoot with models they shoot with artists they shoot with whatever they shoot but they do it alone they they do video alone or they do photo alone um what is it like to to work with other people though to work with like somebody who's on set who's or who's at your shoot at your whatever at your production and they're a stylist or they're an assistant and like they are collaborating with you you know yeah I mean? like, do you first off do Absolutely. you enjoy that or like I don't know if you go into as a as a director as a director do you, I don't know if you go into it with a vision, um, or do you struggle with it at all? Mm. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I mean, the answer now is I absolutely love it. I'm obsessed with it. Like oh, okay. it's it's um it's it's like miraculous to me. I mean it, it it's. <laughs> it's a high to, to get to work with a team and, you know, I've come to learn and like believe about the acting that, and, and to speak to your point about planning, I mean, there's so much planning, especially of a larger shoot, you know, weeks and weeks spent mm -hmm. just completely planning and dialing every single aspect of this shoot. And then, like on the day, you know, you're going in and as the director, it's, it's your responsibility to enable these like excellent people at what they do to do their job. And everybody is working to carry this vision that like you've brought. And it's, it's a crazy, I mean, it's a surreal feeling when you're like, yeah. okay, here's this thing that I like thought of in my room and I wrote it up in my uh -huh. computer and everyone's like, okay, we're going to like fight to make this happen right now. Yeah. And then you have... Like the thing about working with other people, you know, you, you, we can do far more when we decide, oh, you know, oh, Greg, Greg's an amazing photographer. Well, I want to, I want to bring somebody else in so that like I can enable someone who's excellent at this role that I can yeah, maybe yeah. do like, okay, to just absolutely kill it, you know? And when you have a whole team of 20 people that are like all just killing their yeah. their craft it's it's an unbelievable feeling you know mm -hmm. it's like kind of like giving up control but also like you still are in control in a sense though like you kind of still um it's still your vision being made but it's like um you're giving other people freedom to like take to to use their talents towards your vision absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is a fun question. What, what has been like, or what and who, what or who has been the most like, wow moment, like a, as far as somebody you got to work with or work for shoot and 
like why you know you hmm. you know i'm not going to name drop a bunch of people but you've done some projects with like some <laughs> really awesome people you know uh you did a was it i don't know if it was um a documentary but i know you did something for a while that was like a long thing with like mumford and sons at one point yeah you know so yeah like, but like you tell me what was like the like this is actually happening wow yeah I mean, there was definitely a moment with that Mumford and Sons shoot, and that was semi like early on still, mm-hmm. and that was a, like a really one of my first like big opportunities at Vivo was to shoot that. But where I like, they were like, okay, you know, my bosses, Micah and Kyle, they're like, dude, you got to go get in this van. Like, you're gonna go backstage with Mumford at this stadium, and like shoot them back there and then walk out on stage with them and i was like You're like shut up no i'm not like, and, yeah and and uh yeah i mean you know that was definitely a moment where i'm like texting my family i'm like guys i'm in the van like with mumford right now and, like, you know <laughs> catch me on stage um yeah but and you know yeah that like there's been i mean it's crazy and i i'm grateful to have had the opportunity to to learn and work on so many of these, you know, excellent shoots. But I think for me personally, <laughs> one of the biggest starstruck moments was was working with Tori Kelly because I oh, dude. loved her in college. Of and, course. And um, yeah, like, it's not like she's a crazy huge star, but I was obsessed with her. Yeah. You, you know, you know, I was obsessed with her. Yeah. And uh yeah just that that day in particular like i was it was just a small like studio shoot which i did hundreds of literally uh-huh um but it's like this time i get to literally like grace the presence of tori kelly yeah you know i mean no, she I walked in and i'm like i was like my heart started beating it's like you're the girl racing, that i've been you know, following like, on oh youtube God, <laughs> yeah so i had to tell i was like tori i gotta tell you like i drove from lynchburg to virginia <laughs> beach in college like to see you play and she's like oh my gosh that's so sweet she's like and she's like um, probably like getting ready to perform and she's like you're like the the direct you're the cameraman yeah, <laughs> right i was like I, hey i don't, the I don't director, know like, way. yeah i gotta <laughs> tell you i'm obsessed yeah. but now they artists like they i i find they really actually love hearing that from people you know yeah as long as you're like still a professional but it's cool like it's this moment where you get to be like hey by the way i actually really love your work right you know and people yeah, I've gotten to do genuinely appreciate that. Yeah. Where I've gotten to do a few things, like few, I've got like this, you know. Once again, I could bleep this, but I've got like an interview coming up next week with like uh, this guy who's starting to blow up right now, um, right? Okay. And like I've gotten opportunities to like work with some people, and you might feel super cheesy at the mo- in the moment when you're like interviewing them or, or shooting them or whatever. But honestly, like the older I get, the more you realize like, man, these are still just like normal, like men and women, you know, just still like, it's so people. true. You know? Yeah. But I, I do know that like, there's still an element of like, you're so human. So you still get to like, it's okay to kind of geek out a little bit. Like, yes. You know, I saw that you, so true. you worked with my favorite rapper of all time, Lupe Fiasco. And I would have like, oh, I would have yeah. been crying. And I know that's why I hit you. I was like, yo, you Lupe. And so like, I don't know. You, you've gotten opportunities that are awesome and I'm super proud of you, man. For real. Mm, thank you, Greg. Yeah. I really appreciate that, dude. Yeah, um, it's been a gift. So this is a, I have like two questions that are a little bit more deeper, but like, 
what are some philosophies that you bring into work whenever you are about to do another project or production like when you wake up in the morning what are you thinking what are you thinking about like um Mm. in a deeper sense are you or are you just like all about the technicalities Mm. yeah uh i mean this is something that continues to evolve and but but this is actually an aspect of work and life in general but but really I'm trying to to really grow and applying like mindset into um, my work as a director and and especially as a director. I mean, I, I you know, I, I've come to see the role as in some ways it's a host. I mean, you're you're hosting, um, you know, your crew and your and your talent. Basically, you set the tone for the shoot. And so, I mean, I've find that it's very important to really take some time to like find the mindset, the presence that I want to bring to think through a few like key moments, try, you know, honestly, there's so much that I have not done that I would like to do that I think about. And then I get to the set and like something crazy happens right away or, you know, whatever, or get nervous or whatever. But like things I, I learned from, some of these big big you know feature directors or something but Mm -hmm. just take moments where where they decide like i mean it could be as simple as bringing everyone together for a minute having everyone introduce themselves on the crew because you get all these people that are just like showing up and it's a day rate you know and that actually rarely happens and but it makes such a huge difference when you start the day and just say hey thank you guys for being here yeah it's like say hello really quick and again like i don't many times I I have not done that. Um, but that's, that's what I would like to bring in. And, um, no, that's the thing about you though. Like you've, you're, you, first off, you're a leader. Like any, anybody who knows you, like from, especially from college, like, Oh, Brahm's going to like lead. Don't worry. Like if there's a big group Mm. and like you're in that group, like, Oh, Brahm will probably like speak or say something you know, I'm not saying that you're um, super loud and vocal, but you have a, a leader personality. And that's like why I, when I noticed that you were shifting to DPing, I was like, oh, this is perfect for Brom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like you are, I don't know if you're comfortable, but you're good at um, running the show. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And two, I don't know, like you, you me and you kind of share this um, character trait and, or I guess personality trait. And I would say that you... And like, you just love people. Like you enjoy mm, people. So like, I, I couldn't see you just like, you know, punching in the work and then like, all right, you grab that camera. All right, you grab that boom. Like, and then like, let's just like, yeah. I don't, I don't see you doing that. I see you like making sure that like you like learn someone's name and you know, mm. I don't know. That's just kind of like who you are. You know? I appreciate that, Greg. Yeah. And, and keep that, keep that. Yeah, absolutely. It's encouraging to keep fighting for that, you know? Especially in this industry, like I think that mm-hmm. I think that people and, and in New York City too, I think that people think yeah. that it's just all like you know about money and about um like getting projects done and products finished, and like that people don't care about each other, and I know that that's mm. somehow true, <laughs> you know it's all about what we can look like on on the internet, but like I think you should keep doing like doing your best to keep that going because like. I don't know. I just want to encourage 
other people who visit New York City or who are in New York City and they're like, man, I can never make any friends or I can never make any connections mm. out here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, to that point, like, honestly, of course, my experience, it's, you know, I might feel like, oh, I know I've met a lot of people in the film community in New York, but I've probably really met like one circle of the film community. <laughs> but it, it's it's really not like that big of a world. And and once you get in, you know, like with many things, you realize oh, it's, it's actually not it's actually kind of a small world. Mm. And along with that, there are so many incredible people in New York City. And yeah. I mean, and especially in the film world, I mean, that's what I can speak to more specifically these days, but I think in the creative world in general, but you know, in the film world, like I love that it's a, it's a norm to just hit somebody up and be like, Hey man, you know, love yeah. your work. Like let's get a coffee and just chat. And like you, you swap stories and yeah. you know, it's just kind of the way you do and you're building your network. But at the same time, you're, you wind up talking life and, and just having these beautiful conversations. And like, there's a really, really rich community in New York and, and many like gracious, generous people. And that's good. To there's know. space for anybody. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing place. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, me, I've told you before, I'm me, me and uh wifey, we're ready to go. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah. We'll be here. there one day. I love um, it. So 2020, the world yeah. changes. Everyone is uh, either unemployed or sick <laughs> or um, emotionally wrecked, <laughs> you know, or all three. Um, <laughs> how did you survive 2020? How, I know that you told me that, like, there were, you know, Viva was really generous with you and you know, you were still able to uh, get opportunities, but there was other life events that happened for you. So <clears throat> talk just real quick, kind of like what, what did 2020 look like for you and um, how are you today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 2020 like started out a lot of momentum, got to do a couple of cool projects with Vivo, like just being supplementary roles on them and, and learning and, um, and then, you know, COVID hit and, you know, nothing more needs to be said. Everybody knows <laughs> how crazy it was. I mean, and yeah, especially being in New York City during oh, that time. Man, that's true. Yeah. Um, it was pretty surreal and, and shocking, but also beautiful to just like be, be in the mix. And, um, but yeah, I mean, thankfully, like, you know, having, I, thankfully I had a full-time job and, and so like got to continue making money, but projects pretty much screeched to a halt. We wound up picking up like some Zoom virtual, you know, directing stuff, yeah. eventually hiring out like a local crew and kind of doing some stuff that way. Which is so nuts by um, the way that people were able to still like, kind so of like true. somehow, I, I still don't understand how that works, how to like do it over video cameras you know or, to, or, or like you know like um not video cameras but how to do it over i'm gonna like sound stupid here but yeah i don't understand how that is done uh, we could talk about this some other time but that's yeah, crazy yeah. to me it is crazy i mean it really is crazy um yeah and we i mean we didn't have anything crazy high tech on ours but i'm literally like 
texting with like a, a camera operator they're sending me like pictures of their like camera screen you're and like, like pin right <laughs> yeah literally um but yeah like i mean the bigger the bigger story of the year like it was very confronting to me of just where i was at as a as a director and where do i want to be and um and I, I read a book on screenwriting by sid field that was really challenging to me and just you know just really awaken like this deeper part of me that wanted to really grow as, as a director and eventually you know to be to work mm -hmm. in narrative work and and to like right now my my next step i i want to transition into commercials you know i step back and i'm like man i have so much to learn like what am i doing i have to make things i need to get mentorship like and so thankfully like 2020 was a year where I got to just put my head down in a lot of those areas and like wound up getting an amazing mentor and oh, that's, that's good, been man. massive for me. And, um, you know, got to do a few like self-generated projects that were really big growth steps. And, um, so it was, it was really exciting that like, even in the midst of all that, there was some like good growth. Um, and, then closing the year out i mean this could be a long story but i'll make it try to make it really short yeah. i mean basically i you know i had this back pain throughout the year and and in november it was getting really bad i was losing feeling in my legs and started to realize like something was wrong and this was at the same exact time where i was in pre-production for this madison beer shoot at vivo that was like i was co-directing but it was my Oh, it was like the close of the year, like biggest thing of the year and, and timing was crazy. And I mean, it was just such a, a challenge of the mind and faith. And, you know, there were a lot of days that I really struggled with anxiety and, and just, but also some days that like, I would step back and think, man, I'm really thankful for how I was able to like process this day. But anyways, I didn't yeah. even say what it was. Basically found out I had a tumor on my spinal cord mm. um, a few, two days before the shoot. That's when I found out. It's wild. Um, man. But, but literally the like health, I, you're the healthiest man I know. It's that's why it's like so <laughs> wild. I don't, yeah, it's crazy. And it's just bizarre. Like they, I mean, all the doctors are like, yeah, this is just like a freak thing. It's, yeah. it's just weird. You know, I'm sorry you had to happened, go through that, dude. Thanks dude. It, it, I mean, you know, we don't get a pass on the pain. That's a phrase I, I love yeah. to think about. Um, and, you know, that's a whole different story of getting into all the lessons learned and like all the days that I really did poorly and how confronting that whole experience was. But but also like the beauty, the beautiful moments and the, the silver linings and the gratitude that I have going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, had spine surgery in December and, and mm. was kind of out of commission for a few weeks, but healing really well and starting to build up a lot of momentum this year and just have a lot of gratitude and perspective. And, uh, yeah, I'm just thankful, man. It's, yeah, it's a gift to be here. What are you, what are you doing outside of work? Like what type of, uh, hobbies do you do outside yeah. of work? I know like obviously things are probably a little bit slower, I'm assuming in the winter. Yeah. I mean, New York is very quiet, even, it's always quiet in the winter, but especially COVID winter, it's like, you know, it's, it's, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, 
but I like I have a really community friends here that, that um I love to see and spend time with I, I've gotten really mm-hmm. I got it really into cycling because I couldn't run because of my back so oh wow yeah eventually I was like well I'll just get on the bike so I got super into cycling end of the year last year and that's become like a obsession for me um oh, that's cool yeah so like road road bikes and I just got to get back on the bike like two weeks ago for the first time so that's been a gift um but uh yeah i mean doing that coffee always reading um and really just man like enjoying just trying to be outside and enjoy the city and and the neighborhood and trying um love to connect like with people that are close by and And you're still in brooklyn right yeah Brooklyn brooklyn boy brooklyn boy through and through um do you have any like what's next for you like do you have any dreams as far as like um in my lifetime i want to create this or make this like mm. like do you have um i know you wanted to work in commercials but do you have um like like i want i don't want to say a five year plan i hate that yeah. by the way but do you have like a man by age 35 i want to blah 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 yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some things that, like, I definitely believe in, you know, working backwards from like, okay, what, what do I want to be, to be with my life? And then like, I need to do this. And I also am conflicted because it's so easy to just like throw out things and say, well, you know, I yeah. want to do this. So all of these things with a grain of salt and knowing my own ego is getting stoked up when I say, I oh, want well, like No, to but this. it's manifesting, but, man. You got to yeah. speak it out loud. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I will say, and it's, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's, but it's true that like, I know now that I feel what I like, what I want to do and I'm working towards is like writing and directing, you know, a feature narrative film. Mm -hmm. I think that is in me, but it's, it's, there's so much that, you know, needs to be done before that happens number one being like put the pen to freaking paper i mean Mm -hmm. writing is very easy to talk about i have a lot a lot of work to do in that world but but like that's you know i've just gotten to see the inner workings of that process and like my mentor is working on a few right now and it's just good yeah yeah i want to i want to do that um and i i think as amazing as Vivo is not that I'm done yet, but like at some point it'll be the plan to move away from yeah. that world. It's not your end. ceiling. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, then outside of film, you know, there's, I think a lot of like community goals for me here in New York. And one of those things is like really building up like a group of peer directors, I think, to just kind of be on this journey together. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of friendships already, but like, I want to start something where everyone knows, like, you know, whether it's once a month on Sunday morning, like I go to this place and it's just like all my, all my peers are here and we're, Mm -hmm. we're doing this together. Um, Yeah. I think that's something like the greats always had. And, uh, and there's so much room for it here. So yeah, like community in New York, you know, I love, seeing what's happening and getting to jump in on things that other people are doing and 
you know, getting to come up with some ideas to, to build myself. And I, I really get excited about all that. Um, so that's definitely, you know, a big, yeah. a big piece of the puzzle. Awesome, man. Um, one last question before we try to wrap it up or try. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I know that, you know, you're so far removed from your very, your, your beginnings, your, your start. And like, you know, we both are, but like, I, I like to sometimes think about who I was when I first started doing what I'm doing. Right. So like when you were doing your little VHS thing (laughs) in high school, that age, I don't know what, if you were like 17, 16, whatever, but like, Mm -hmm. if you were to tell a kid who's that same age, who's starting right now with um, making shorts or making, you know, music videos with their friends, mm-hmm. well, what would be a piece of advice you would give them? Hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's always <laughs> good and surreal to think about yourself answering this question. Cause you're like, wait, but like, I can't answer this yet. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, my gut answer right now, and I, I love to go with answers that first come to mind because I think it's, there's like value to that. Um, Mm -hmm. Would be don't worry so much about other people. Just worry about developing and finding enjoyment in, you know, this craft and like this process and this, and um, you know, I think, and this good, speaking to myself yeah our world is like super catered towards being really loud about what we're doing and like I feel confronted by this all the time and I especially right now I'm reading this book ego is the enemy so it's like Mm. very much in my mind but man I just feel like I mean you can become great and like live that way but I think there's a lot of greats throughout history that were very quiet about what they were doing and that seems to be like the way, you know, because to, to get great and to stay great requires a lot of humility. And usually we might have humility at the beginning, but we lose it once we get to the success. Um, and it takes really a lot of wisdom and, and true humility, like yeah. realizing I'm not going to be known for this, this, and this thing. Um, but that's the, the way, you know, Nah, you killed that, Rob. I little for, to the listeners. I told I I sent Rob some of the questions I might ask him. He was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna even listen. I'm not even gonna read that." So what you just heard <laughs> came off the top. He just kind of just came up with that just now because that's who he is. <laughs> nah, man, you, th- that's that's incredible. Um, all right. So tell the people who are listening once again, hello to the three or four people. But tell them where. Um, well, first off, is there anything you'd like to add? Is there anything like you'd like to say before you hmm. sign off? I want to give you an opportunity. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just the, the, the disclaimer, like it's easy. It's, it's a gift to like get onto a podcast or talk, talk on something <laughs> or share, you know, even if it's the three people, it's like, it's always a gift to share. And it's also kind of this weird feeling where you're like, wow, I get to share things. And like, I'm in the seat right now talking, but like always just a good disclaimer. I mean, if you are listening to this, just know like, man, I'm on the freaking journey. Like I have so much to learn. I'm 
every single person is on their own journey with so much to learn in their own way. Even the mentor for me, who's 10 years down the road has uh, things he's learned, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, let me know if I can be a resource for you. Um, I love welcoming people into the city and into this community. And like, there's so much to share. Um, and I'm learning. Yeah. No too. cap. Um, yeah. Where can people find you on all the things? Yeah. And by the way, sorry about this noise happening outside my window. It's New York City. New York City, man. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Instagram at brom.vandermark, B R A M dot V A N D E R M R K. I mean, Instagram is kind of the main, the main deal. If you guys are on Clubhouse, I don't even know my Clubhouse handle because I don't use it that much, but I'm on Clubhouse. Um, yeah, I mean, Instagram's like always, always a good, a good spot to kind of find mm-hmm. my website's bromvandermark.com. It's like a lot of his DMs. Work and that stuff. But yeah, if you want to chat, please hit me up. Let's do it. And, there uh, you have it. Greg, it's lit. Thanks, so much, Thanks for joining man. me, man. Appreciate you. It was a pleasure.